episode of My Dating and Relationship Podcast with Chantal Hai, Canada's dating coach. And I'm here to talk to you as usual about ways that you can love each other, lean into each other, learn about each other, and develop that long-lasting, intimate, beautiful relationship you're looking for. So today, I want to talk to the ladies who are tired Tired of guys who say, I don't want to grow. You know that conversation where you're saying, okay, we need to do some growing together. And they go, I need to get the hell out of here. I'll tell you how this came about. I uh, was talking to a couple ladies this weekend. I actually had a speed dating event on Saturday and ended up talking with a few of the ladies afterwards and and they had a common complaint. They would meet somebody, he seemed great on paper, they'd get in a relationship, everything seemed fine, they'd get past the honeymoon phase and then the baggage comes out. And these enlightened ladies would say, okay, now it's time to get to work. Now is time to do the work. Now it's time for us to actually grow together. And these guys would end up saying, no, sorry, I, I'm not in for this. I can't do this for whatever reason, whatever they would put out there. And they would exit the relationship only to come back a number of months later saying, oh, I really regret not being with you. Can we try this again? But by that time, these ladies had moved on and it was too late for these unfortunate gentlemen. And I have a take on that. And I didn't fully get into it um, at that time because I just wanted to kind of think about it some more. But, you know, the, the statement that I did put forth at that time is... Basically, we are now looking at men who are tired of feeling like they need to change. And especially the older you get. like So the more relationship history that either of us are bringing into the relationship, the more baggage we tend to have. The more we've been through, the more sometimes emotional trauma we're kind of trying to overcome. And some of us get to a point where we just kind of get sick and tired. And I'm talking for both the ladies and the gentlemen. I hear many, many ladies out there who say, I know what I want. I'm not selling for less. And they say that because they're tired. And it's the same thing for men. Men get tired too. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of leveling up that men do in order to try and sustain a relationship. So getting married, that's a leveling up for them. It's it's a big, big responsibility in their minds because they know what comes with it. And so they change in order to become a bigger man, a better man. And then the babies come and this is another leveling up they need to do. And, and they kind of feel like they're going through rounds of training with the women that you're with because very often, Women will tell men what they need to change. You need to do more of this. You need to do more of that. And good men want to make their women happy. And so they take on these changes. They, they do try to become the men that they're, the women that they're with want them to be. And so there's all these metamorphoses that are taking place. And they come to a point where the relationship ends 
because in the woman's eye, they haven't changed enough. They haven't done enough. And I've seen this in many cases where it's, it's not the men's fault. It's an innate dissatisfaction on the woman's part that it doesn't matter what somebody will do. There will always be this dissatisfaction that will be targeted towards the men that they're with. And unfortunately, men suffer the consequences of that. Have you, have you heard the saying? Have you heard anybody say, it doesn't matter what anybody does, you're never happy. And too often, it's men that are saying this towards women. And I understand the cause of this, right? And I've touched on this before, how we are a culture who have these inner pains, but we've been trained to look outside of ourselves for the problem, for the source, for the issue. And we point the finger to the person who's closest to us and say, it's you, you need to do something. And even if that other person does what is asked of them, because that other person was not the source, because that inner pain was born maybe from a childhood trauma, maybe from a past relationship, so because that other person isn't the source, it doesn't matter what they do, they can never be the solution because the person pointing the finger isn't actually dealing with what the source is. They're just constantly looking for the issue outside of them, trying to change what's outside of them, hoping that change will fix the inner pain. And it doesn't work, guys. It does not work that way. If you are upset at other people, the question is not what do they need to do? The question is, what do I need to change? You know, I said recently that emotional pain is unacceptance. And when I think about anything that pains me emotionally, my question is, what am I not accepting? And it's, it's so much easier to fix a problem when I realize that I am the solution that I can change something and I can feel better as a result. But until people learn that, they drive away the ones who love them. And sometimes good men try very hard and still get pushed out of the family they're trying to create. And let me tell you, ladies, nothing hurts a man more than creating a family and then being pushed out of it. So... They've done all these changes. They've tried, tried, tried. They still haven't succeeded in making someone happy. And so when the next woman comes along, which could be you, and you look at them and you say, all right, we got some work to do, there's a bell that goes off inside their head because they've already gone through this phase where they've said to themselves, screw this. I'm going to find somebody who's going to love me for who I am, who's going to accept me for who I am. I'm done changing for other people because it doesn't get me anywhere because I was not successful despite how much I've done it before. And there's also another mechanism inside of men, which is the good old, don't tell me what to do heel digging that goes on the moment uh, <laughs> I was going to say a man and I want to say guy at the same time I just have to say male the moment a male feels like you're telling him what to do there is a knee-jerk heel digging reaction that that takes place and so I'm not disagreeing that the person you're getting in a relationship with 
when those difficulties happen, that they need to change. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that sometimes the way we broach things causes that reaction, that knee-jerk pushback. And I want to give you some tools today to help you navigate past that because you may well have gotten in a relationship with a good man and you may well need to change and grow together in order to evolve the relationship beyond the honeymoon phase, in order to overcome the baggage that you've both brought in, in order to grow together and create deeper intimacy and get rid of the issues, or I'll call it the static, that is causing discontent within the relationship. You need a way to bring this up that won't make him feel defensive. Because ladies, I'm telling you, the moment a man feels defensive, he will not hear a word you say. And you want him to hear you when you're saying there's a problem and it needs to be addressed. So let me give you some tools for this. And and let me tell you, first of all, I wrote a book called Fix That Shit, A Couple's Guide to Getting Past the Sticky Stuff. And I wrote this as I was transitioning from 10 years of this very struggle I'm telling you about, where I was like, we are in trouble, we need to grow, we need to change, you need to do things differently. For 10 years, we fought. And when I say we fought for 10 years, I mean, even when the lips weren't moving, the fight was still going going on inside of our heads. We have not had a fight now in four years. And it is because I did what's in the book, Fix That Shit. And let me tell you guys, as I was writing it, I was doing what was in there. And it is solid, solid advice because we are now four years fight free, making out every day. I feel so loved, so supported. My husband's love language is acts of service. And I'll say to him, Baby, can I do something for you today? And he'll say, you're already doing it. That's how loved he feels, is, is he feels like I'm completing his love language. And it's the same thing for me. I could not ask for more because I have everything I want and need from him. He fills my love bank up like crazy. So if this is where you want to get in a relationship, Pick up a copy of Fix That Shit. Guys, I'm telling you, it is worth it. There are some women who buy this and use it as a secret weapon. And it's really cute because I'll be out and about or I'll be at a book signing and they'll they'll come up to me and their, their significant other will be nearby and they'll sneak up and they'll say in my ear, I got Fix That Shit and it's working. So it's it's a great secret to have. It's, it's like, you know, something in your back pocket that helps you out. And sometimes women get it and they show certain passages to their husband and they go, is this true? Because they're surprised by what they're reading and they want to confirm if this is actually what's going on inside their man's mind. And their partner will say to them, yes, this is true. They might even say, I've been saying this to you all along, but sometimes you just need somebody else to tell you something in order to truly understand it. And the language that I use, even though I'm quite scientific in the tools that I use, because I study sociology, psychology, anthropology, biology, I explain everything in very plain English. And I do not ask you to do anything I haven't done myself because that is my number one relationship rule. It's not fair to ask for anything you're not willing to do first. 
So let's come back to this topic of growing. First of all, you want him to listen to you. So what do you need to do, my love? You need to listen. This is the first tool. I know you want to explain to him what is wrong and how you feel about that and how he should consider that and what he needs to do about that going forward. But chances are, if there's anything buzzing around in your head, there may be something buzzing around in his head as well. So here's how you approach bringing up a problem. First of all, you need to empower him in terms of talking about the issue. If you say to him, I need to talk, let me tell you, nothing makes a guy's hackles rise faster than the words, we need to talk. So... You don't want to just go to him and say, we need to talk. You need to give him options. Make him feel like he's a little bit in charge of this whole talking thing. So you go to him and you say, there's something I want to talk to you about. When do you think would be a good time? Now, because you've asked him a question instead of demanding anything or or saying he needs to do something, you're, you're giving him some power here in choosing the time. And because he has a little bit of power, then it's not such a scary thing. He, you know, he's, he's got some part to play in this. He's not going to just sit in a chair and be berated, right? Because that might be what's going on in his head when you say, I need to talk to you about something. So if you say, I want to talk to you about something, when do you think would be a good time? If he says, not right now, let me see, let me think. Come up with three days away. So we're Monday today and say, okay, uh, you know, I'll check back with you on Monday and and see if if you figure out a good time and then or on Wednesday and then wait until Wednesday and then go to him and say, hey, have you thought about when would be a good time for us to sit down and have that talk? Be patient about bringing stuff up. Let him calm his emotions if he feels really stressed out. Maintain your consistency in behavior. So guys, there should be a habit when it comes to your loving behavior. It should really be habitual because it relaxes your partner's brain and you want them to have a relaxed brain because the more relaxed they are, the more the love flows because they feel safe. So the affection more, you know, first thing in the morning, last thing at night should always be there no matter what. Those little favors that you do for him, if you make his lunch or if you always have a treat handy for him, whatever it is that makes him feel like a little bit nurtured and cared for should continue. Don't ever hold anything back no matter what is going on. Men need consistency just as much as we do because it makes us feel good and solid. So keep doing those consistent behaviors. Be patient, but Keep reminding him every few days, hey, I, you know, when is a good time for us to have this talk? And he should, if he's a responsible adult, he should be giving you a date and time. Now, when that date and time comes up, I want you to get a piece of paper and a pen. And there may very well be a bulldozing that goes on. So be prepared for this because men don't want to complain. They don't want to always be talking about issues. They have a tendency to just put their head down and continue working and hope things will right themselves. But when you 
open the doors to having a quote unquote talk, he's going to see this as an opportunity for him to air his own grievances or his own problems, his own opinions, his own thoughts, his own maybe negativity that he's been holding back. Be prepared for this and let him do that. Get it out. The way that I equate this is like wind in the sails, like you know, this whooshing sound. And and that's the words in his head. Those are the problems that are turning around that he hasn't said yet. And if there's this going on inside of his head, he won't hear you above it. So you need to take the wind out of his sails. So if he starts going, okay, well, you and you and you need to, don't be upset. Don't be angry. Be prepared for it. Be prepared to understand what he's saying, listen to what he says, and say it back. So what you mean is, and then you say it back to him so that he understands that you understand it. When you get his yes, that's what I mean, then the next thing you do is say, what do you feel the solution should be? Now he starts to think. So then he's going to come up with what he thinks should be a solution. This is beneficial to you for him to want to be part of a process of growth. Isn't this what you were wanting in the first place? Yes, maybe the tables are turned and it's something coming at you, but you wanted this communication. You wanted to have a discussion about how you were going to grow together. So be open and welcoming to it. Write down what he says the solution should be and say, is this what you mean? And then he says, yes. And then you say this very, very important two words, look him in the eye with love and say, what else? And there might be something else. So let him express that. Do the same thing over again. Is this what you mean? When he says yes, you write it down. Then you say, what do you feel the solution should be? Write that down. Look him in the eye with all the love in the world and say, what else? Write that down too until there is no wind left in his sails. And chances are, because this is what's happened to me, this is what's happened with other couples that I work with, when you have done this until he has nothing left to say, he may well look at you and say, what about you, baby? What do you want to talk about? And now it's your turn. And it doesn't matter who goes first. You need to keep that in mind. It doesn't matter who goes first. What matters is that you achieved the goal of maturely, lovingly talking about your issues, coming up with solutions, and growing together. Okay? Let me know if this works for you. Let me know if you have any questions about that. Guys, I know it can be hard to go second when it comes to having these kinds of discussions, but it works in your favor because you have a man who will listen and who will want to know how he can help you fix your problems. And listen, it is up to us ladies to be the emotional leaders in relationships, to learn how to do that because most people didn't have that with their parents. I'm here to teach you this. And when you learn to do this, we are monkeys designed to learn through imitation. When you show a man how to have the kind of conversations that gets you growing together, now he starts having the kind of conversations 
that get you growing together. Monkey see, monkey do. So show him what you mean. Lead the way and you will have what you're looking for, which is that lasting, intimate, open, soulful relationship with somebody who wants to grow with you because you showed him what that was and it was nothing like what he experienced before. Ah, guys, wow, this is so much fun. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. I see the numbers just rolling up, ticking up every time I put up a new podcast. Love it, love it, love it. Um, There's always more coming for you. So tomorrow night is Tuesday. So of course, I'm on Facebook at 8 p.m. So you will find me talking about dating safety tomorrow night. Go to Facebook, go to Canada's Dating Coach. Refresh, refresh, refresh until you see me pop up live. Take part in the discussion. I'm going to ask you some questions. Should you have an email address that is separate for when you are dating and meeting people and giving out information on how to contact you? How soon should you give up your phone number so people can text you? Should you keep your your Facebook profile, your Instagram profile, you know, all that stuff? Should you keep it private? How long before you let somebody in through that door? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your comfort zones. Let's talk about what you're doing at this point. Let's talk about any horror story you have about that. Let's talk about safety, how you can stay safe when dating. Because, you know, I'm all about protecting your heart and giving you the best for your heart. Um, And I do hope you guys come and check out my YouTube channel because I'm going to be posting my Monday Nooners from Instagram. So every Monday at noon, I have a discussion with Rebecca Thomas, a life coach from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Today was really fun because we had a girl come up who has three jobs and is going to school to be a paramedic. And her question was, how do I date? So we gave her some fantastic advice. Go check that out. And if you guys have any questions ever you want to know about anything, just shoot me an email, shoot me a message, Facebook, Instagram, I'm always up on there. Go find my YouTube channel, go check out my website, canadasdatingcoach.com. You're going to find links to everything up on there and a really big extensive blog where you can find answers to just about any question you can think of. As always, I am here for you at all times. I love you so much. And I will talk to you soon.